every day in life there's always something to immerse ourselves in wisdom of some kind and expand our knowledge. And as part of what we are in Budai, we're always uh, traveling with Lord Ganesh and everything we do is embodied in the energy that he is, uh, which is playful and fun and co-creative and uh, witty. He's so incredibly witty. So he asked us to uh, create this podcast that forms part of his lesson in uh, City Yoga, The Flow, or The Journey Begins. Uh, but one of the things that we wanted to share with you is some of his stories, because he has so many stories that are funny, and sometimes in life we can get so serious, we get um, very caught up in um, just stuff. You know, when we get a bill that we think, oh, where am I going to pay that? How am I going to pay that? <laughs> You know, there's always something to be giggling about, even if you don't, in that nanosecond, uh, resonate with it. So, or it could be something else. It could be that you're stressed out about an exam that you're about to um, undergo because we feel that that exam is the pivotal point in, and turning point in our life. But really, life is just a series of experiences. And when we breathe that in through the pranayama breath, uh, our world shifts, you know, you know, stratospherically, and um, and for some of you it may feel like it's catastrophic, <laughs> but it never is. It's simply another step in the journey of life. And if you come at life with a, a sense of humour, then no matter what's going on, um, you know, it's all uh, amazing and it's wonderful. And when you're feeling that vibration, you're likely to you're more likely to be creative in a way that's harmonic to you and that allows your soundness to sound frequency vibration to come into a sense of alignment that brings you all the things that you want in your life and even though it's known and, and there's so much out there that talks about the law of attraction and and so many of us are reading the books and you know figuring it out and on our own and then you know collaborating with others and listening to insights from many that are sharing their own journey and, and so it goes on but ultimately it comes back to you know how we how we create our belief systems how we connect to our own wisdom and, and knowledge and this is where we sell seed in Lord Shiva or, or Shiva, the Shakti Shiva of life. But particularly for us, we have journeyed this far with um, Lakshmi and Sarasvati and Pravati and Lord Shiva and, and always within Kinesh and his big, big belly of playfulness. And that's where we get the giggle of life. And it's where we've uh, traversed when we created, uh, co created the design for the Desert Stirt Peapod series and the embodied energy of that flower when we were creating the uh, pot itself. And that's still under design, a design process. But creating is so much fun. And when you're coming from this uh, primordial om essence, then it doesn't matter where you've come from, what you're currently participating, everything is linked to everything you are and everything that you're moving into. And in Ayurveda, which is what Lord Shiva is teaching in our, our courses within Buddha, you know, everything is encapsulated within the science of life. So you may be studying the herbology, but you, it's not connected to, it's not disconnected to you know, becoming the gardener of life or becoming the gardener of your own journey. But it's also connected to the quantum physics of life and the metaphysics and the physics of life, which is all-encompassing. Within those constructs, you're able to create anything. For us, we moved from creating our Buddha products, you know, our, our um, bath soaks and uh, hand and foot soaks, and then, you know, we in, infused uh, the energy of the 
the resonance of Lord Ganesh, or he enabled that to happen within those products, and the dance of the elements streams through the, the zing tea, adding that pep of life. And then, you know, we also looked at how we're the, what sort of environment that we're creating, and yes, we're immersed in our bushland and rainforest environments, and we're doing some bush regeneration on the place where we create a lot of our products, down in a beautiful place called Area Park in the Riverina. And that's still under construction. <laughs> Quite a way to go with that one. And then, you know, reinventing the with nature itself, self-seeding the ability to create water elements because it's very dry down there at the moment, has been for quite some time. So in comes uh, the perusia of uh, the water element. But we also had to look at how we were, we were ourselves were constructing things. So we started an earth bag studio, which, yes, is still under construction. So much is in the pipeline. But Isis was thinking about something to do with um, the flora and the architecture that nature embodies and the energy that it embodies because it, it's so sublime in the way it remembers how to self-seed. And coming from someone who was a walk-in, someone who, and that's a term, remember everything is just a terminology to describe something, but where a completely different energy immersed into an already uh, formed human being, then it set the wheels in motion to recognise that that's what nature's doing all the time. You know, it, it connects its energy from the limb to the flower to uh, a, a tree that has a flower in a different area of the rainforest or bushland or even in a garden. Like, it's always interconnected. So she was thinking about, you know, the vast elemental forces that create many forms. And when she was looking at some of the native flowers, when she was sketching out some designs, she came across the desert stirp pea. And the desert stirp pea flower is, has the most beautiful synergy. And it's so petite, by its very nature, it's a very small, petite flower. And it grows in arid locations. It can um, grow in very sparse locations. And... But it's so beautiful. When you really look at the flower, it's almost, some of the petals look like they're actually reaching out and hugging you. And so then when you look at it, it's reaching itself, it's, its energy is reaching out to you to draw it into itself. And so that brought about the design for the Desert Stirt Peapod series. Because in, in humanity, it's about connecting. We're all interconnected even if we don't recognize it. Energy is streaming through each and, each and every one of us at different sound, soundless to sound frequency vibrations. And often we're around each other and we can affect each other so easily by our moods and emotions and how we perceive things. And there's so many things to perceive and so many ways to perceive uh, our environment, including who and what we are. But in life, you know, in this life, have you ever noticed that people says, well, what do you do in your life? <laughs> you know, and you, you know, you might connect to LinkedIn and uh, or you're on Facebook or you're on these things and you've got to do your bio. And we've always sort of looked at our bio and think, but we do so many things and we're limited to how many characters we can type in. <laughs> and we always see everything's interconnected. So when we co-created the pod design series, series um, with an engineer and developed uh, the Spateri Design Co part of a, a, a business that's still unfolding, that was one elemental force, but it's not disconnected to what we do when we create the products within Budai. It's definitely not disconnected to what we do in uh, creating gardens for those people that we know that want to create some um, edible gardens or bushland gardens or recreate that vegetation, just like in bush regeneration um, organisations. So 
all those beautiful people who are uh, creating rainforests, this amazing entrepreneur that's going around and self-seeding rainforests in different parts of the world. But you know them because you're probably one of them. You know, you're creating these beautiful environments with nature, you know, because nature is, has the, the diversity that knows how to do this so easily. We just have to simply tune in. And that helps our own well-being. It helps how we create it. How it helps how we use the herbology of nature, the the bush food generation. We called it in our herbal essence course. And it's it's not about the individual herbs. It's the synergy that all the herbs create that infuse the flavors. And this is where Ayurveda does this beautiful dance of creation. So everything is interconnected. So then, when you're filling out your bios, you know. It's natural for us, and I'm sure it's natural for many of you, to have many things that you love to do. Yes, we're very focused in any moment that we're creating pod series. We're very, very focused, and the intention is to remain that. But we're also focused when we move into parts of the flow in creating the products and, and expanding the energies within that that's embodied within nature. And then we, we look at gardens and we look at how we're going to help um, others create their bush regeneration areas. And, you know, if you, you know, if you love the horticulture and you're really into labelling, that brought us into another profound understanding that when you're immersing yourself and you let go of the labels, nature will communicate you, with you in such a different way. And this is what Ganesh wanted to share with you in this podcast because... Uh, he, you know, I just used to sit, sit and have long conversations with him when she was doing her garden designs with people because people wanted to know the labels. Well, what, what's that plant called and, and what does that do? And she was all, always coming from a point of, well, <laughs> I just, you know, listen to the plant and it shares where it wants to go and it shares its embodied energy and the playfulness of that. And many designers now are actually recognising that and have been for some time. They just may not be openly expressing that. But one of the things that Isis brought uh, Ganesh's attention and intention to was that, you know, she was looking at this beautiful yellow-breasted robin and it's uh, such a petite little bird with a yellow breast, as, as the name suggests. And she didn't really have a name, so she said to it, you know, what do you, what do you call yourself? And, and it said, well, just call me happy. And, you know, if, if those of you who are into colour therapy and colour healing and uh, all that sort of thing, then yellow is a beautiful uh, ray of light of sunshine, you know. It's happy, it's up, uplifting. And, yes, there's always another side of that, but that's the area of focus this, this bird obviously was resonating with and sharing its wisdom. And Ganesh said to her, you know, why don't we do a podcast about becoming nameless and really becoming the silence in the soundlessness of things that connects through the non-breath. And then, you know, help people connect to that vibration. So rather than going out and, I mean, by all means, you do what you want to do, but this is just another way of, of connecting. So you go out into nature and you just allow yourself to, to, to sit in silence. You know, whether you're sitting in silence or walking through nature, but sometimes sitting, you know, because when you're moving, well, you're moving anyway, even when you're sitting, but, you know, just allow that energy to stream you know, where you, you, your mind becomes the stillness. And you use your pranayama breath and allow it to evolve itself into the, the depth of the elongated breath, which is where we come from within pranayama. And there's many techniques, but that's where we focus um, our flow with because it doesn't matter what's going on, whether you're pregnant or, or, you know, whatever is going on, 
whether you you know have that diseased sensitivity with asthma or whatever the elongated breath has no contraindications it's just it's just what it is it's breathing at the depth of the soundlessness so that creates this sense of peace and equanimity and you can just sit in that and then as you allow your energetic centers to enlighten you which is allowing more light in that's what in our context of divining it, enlightened means allowing more light in, which is everyone, when you let it occur, you're allowed to, you're able to connect at that frequency where nature begins to embody the trust of self. You know, because some nature will trust you until you do something that's, um, you know, we always come from Ahimsa, do no harm, but not everyone comes from that moment to moment. You know, we, we become so detached within nature that you don't recognize that it's conscious. And we and people can often think of it as something less than a human being, but it isn't. It has this beautiful synergy of soundlessness that then shares its sound. And whether it's the plant, the flora, or the fauna, uh, it's always got this beautiful sound. And it, and it creates this beautiful symphony. So when you're sitting in nature and you really go into that depth of the elongated breath and the soundlessness of existence, nature will connect with you there. And it's really special. It's, it has this magical sensitivity. And uh, magic to us just means that, that, that vibrancy of existence that really lightens your world. It just is so, it's pivotal to change and, and, and change and expansion through the heart center and the solar plexus and then your sacral, which is a healed state in this consciousness. You know, you don't have to heal it. It's already healed in this state of awareness. And nature will start to really connect with you and it'll look at you. So if you've got a bird that's flying near you, the eye contact will be there. And there's a connection because, you know, they always say that the when you look at someone in, within the eye, it's the it, it, you see all, you, you connect to the soul essence. So the same thing with birds. You know, you can really, it sees through your energy and, and really senses whether you're, you know, himza, although it won't use that term, it connects with you and it will connect whether there's that sensitivity that you want to be at peace with it. And it's really eye-opening. You know, your mind's eye will just be in a state of wonderment. It will just be so exhilarated by this connection that your energy will be excited. It gets so excited. And, you know, Ganesh will come in and just, you know, he'll, he'll dance, this beautiful dance with you because he'll be so liberated in this consciousness that you're connecting to all of his world, which is nature itself. The wisdom, the knowledge, the embodied energy of that. So this is what he wanted to share with you in this podcast and that if you're ready and open to uh, connecting on this vibration, letting, being willing to be not afraid of not having a label for anything. And it's easy, but yet it's so not easy for so many of us, you know, because we identify ourselves, you know, who's into social media? Pretty much all of you, right? At some level is, you know, because whether it's work, connecting to friends, connecting to people in a wider community around the globe, there's always some something there. And then there's, a, you know, sometimes we get so overly saturated that you really have to disconnect for a while because it's just that you reach a saturation point. But this is beyond all those sound waves and it's beyond the labeling, but you know, everything requires a bio. So that then you then caught upon to what do you do? How do you, what's your face to the world? And we're pretty faceless. <laughs> you know, when you've got to put your photo in there, we always, go, you know, your eyes in particular says, yeah, but 
you know, we don't have a, a face that is of that nature. We're, and so nature becomes our face. So we, we either do that or use some sort of representation of a, a form of a logo because it's the embodied energy of all of us. So it, it's easy rather than having a human face. It's all of the energy that nature embodies. So it resonates because it's a, you know, that's what it's about, isn't it? Where you come from, your resonance. So, although Ganesh is always happy to put his face there. <laughs> um, so, nature, embodied energy, resonance, all these words convey a message. Yep, it's a label, it's a way of describing something. But express yourself through the soundlessness and there'll be no label until something is created. But the creation from that frequency is from that sense of soundless, which comes from peace. There's such a, a sense of peace in this. So maybe try it. When you're feeling brave, when you're feeling ready, when you're feeling like this, what we've said is resonating with you, but not before, because otherwise it'll have no meaning to you. But give it a go, and you'll be amazed of what nature speaks to you and the language it starts to use with you. It'll use everyday language, you know, where we are, we have um, a burgeoning olive grove that's um, still in its sprouting phase of growth and, and its limbs are expanding and we're, doing, we're going down there so shortly to plant some understory plants and uh, you know, green manures in to help the clay soils and things like that. And, uh, but when we were, you know, they're known as the Arbequina olive tree because you know, there's so many olive di different varieties and beautiful ones. So when Isis was having a chat with them, <laughs> because we were leaving before winter and through winter down there, there's heavy frosts and um, it's so cold and it can burn the leaves. And so they asked her to place some covering over it to protect them from the frost and as they're, they're growing, because they're only sort of young plants, young trees. And, you know, so she was talking to them and all of a sudden they started to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sexy and I am sun catcher and I'm dream catcher. <laughs> she got all mixed up with their names. She said, oh, who are you again? Oh, oh, they'd go, I'm dream catcher. No, that's sun catcher over there. No, that's dream weaver down there, the far one. <laughs> so it can be playful, it can be fun. You know, and it's really exciting when you connect on that frequency because, you know, in horticulture, you'll get a name of a rose and it's been named like the Austin, you know, the Austin rose. This, all the, the plants, you know, there's always been, uh, you know, human beings are always naming a plant and now they're naming stars after people. <laughs> you can go and pick a star and name, name yourself after it. So, or um, name the star after you. So, we're always labeling things, aren't we? But sometimes when you allow the space of nature, it will gift you its resonance that you can connect on such a level of humour and playfulness that you'll become that embodied energy moment to moment. So we hope you've enjoyed this share. It was a, a, a discourse that Ganesh was in, you know, excitement about. He just, you know, and it was, it was really came from his conversation with Isis. You know, they were having a quiet conversation. They were working in a community nursery and, uh, and this beautiful yellow-breasted robin, um, you know, just called itself happy and that's where it started. So we hope you're having a happy moment. And every moment becomes a happy moment. And allow your enlightened self, which is allowing more light in, to just be the bliss that you are. 
that you can be, no matter what your external circumstances are, your embodied energy can be that eternal bliss, no matter what's going on. Because, and when you think that you're not so happy, ask yourself. Ask this question from within, and it's amazing, even though you might feel outwardly sad, it's amazing how connecting to this primordial self, you'll get this inner voice that'll say, no, I'm happy, I am happy. <laughs> you might even become that yellow-red-breasted, the yellow-breasted robin. <laughs> anyway, namaste, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.